silly is that? What are we talking about? Let's go do basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hoop Dreams, the basketball podcast on the 8-Bit Collective, of course, powered by Audio-Technica. My name is Matt Tilby, and I'm once again joined by my colleague, John Opeck. John, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I've been putting in work in my career and uh, grinding those badges, hitting yeah, up the, the park. The uh, the bags under your eyes <laughs> seem to tell an uh, interesting story. No, given that's, just, that's always present. Well, I've I've seen you up 31. late at night for uh, for what yeah. we're about to talk about. Of course, uh, welcome to another episode of Small Ball Bite Size Pieces of Basketball Culture Content. And today we're uh, combining two of our loves. Mm. Um, of course, if you didn't know, we are broadcasting on the 8-Bit Network. It's all about games and pop culture. Um, so technically, we're kind of out of place yeah. as a basketball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But uh, we are combining our two loves of basketball and video games today because we're having a bit of a, a deep dive into NBA 2K20, of course, the new basketball title from 2K Sports. Of course, before we begin, we should point out that uh, we were provided uh, copies of the game uh, from 2K. and We should thank yes. uh, Adam and the guys at 2K Australia for sending those through to us. Very much appreciated. Yeah, sure. This has been a, a big point for them obviously the success that they had last year for 2k19 um has really sort of put the pressure on for them to create another um solid nba title and really for the last couple of years they've been sort of just adding on a little bit a little bit a little bit every year they do it somehow (laughs) (laughs) just just adding a little bit more to create a, a much more innovative and interesting basketball experience um do you sort of feel that sort of, you know, first impressions going in? Like, do you feel like they've added enough to it to really hook you in if, let's say, for example, if you were a, a mm. casual basketball fan? I think so, yeah. I think, first of all, it, it, there's a lot of talk about the series as having gone too far into the pits of microtransactions and the problems that that can present. But as much as people will make that criticism, I feel like it's so easy to not get led down that path in this game. Like mm. that they haven't thrown it in your face. They haven't kind of locked necessary, like crucial parts of the game behind those things this year, which I think they've been listening to criticisms and feedback to, to do that. It's something we will definitely talk a lot more about. So I just thought it would be worth mentioning that off the bat and we'll talk about it more. But as far as, jumping into the game for the first time yeah i think there's a lot that the game doesn't tell you as far as the neighborhood and there's all these events that if you don't run off the beaten path or like get into the the reddit boards and the 2k communities you probably would won't know that there's these things happening whether it's i don't know frisbee and i haven't even i haven't even explored all this stuff yet um and it's it's even like the parks like cages and these different modes within the neighborhood if you're a new player you might find it overwhelming how much stuff there is to do and what's essential to my career and what's not yeah i think if you just follow the most obvious path of oh i'm gonna play my next game and i'm gonna go to team practice and oh there's a gym i'll try that like i feel like it's enough that none of the stuff is really none of the kind of more hidden or 
ambiguous stuff is essential because in, in past years, you really had to go to your court to advance storylines in, in the neighborhood and you had to like go to certain places for cutscenes to trigger and they've done away with that. And I think if you just want to play basketball, which is what this game is meant to be about at the end of the day, then they've definitely made one of the better releases. I, th I think that the gameplay in this game is really tight and improved. I think the experience of playing is as good as, as it's ever been. That's my initial impressions. I, th I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with 2K. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you pretty much did. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with the fact that um, you can get involved as much or as little as you want. I think you nailed it pretty well uh, with the fact that you can either just go straight into your games and play your regularly scheduled NBA games, or you can, you know, run around on the my court, go to the rec center, and or buy your your my player, you know, some nice Jordans and things like that. It's it's becoming larger than life. Is 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 what this series is, especially over the last couple of years, where they've sort of fleshed out the neighborhood as this little, you know, creative hub, um, which is what it is. Like when it was, it's in a, in its original form as this vast sprawling streets it was a little bit more tedious to get through but yeah uh, I, I find that the, the 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 my player stuff um was was quite fun and especially the prologue i found uh to be one of the more i don't want to say believable because there's obviously elements to it that are you know a little bit far-fetched you know flying on a private jet with lebron james obviously don't want to give away too much but i mean i think the <laughs> the the prologues or whatever you call the heavy storyline parts of these games have they've, i feel like they've done every story you could every kind of uh, i don't know I, I find that the least probably in, enjoyable part of the game which is a bit sad because it yeah. was such a drawing point and such a originally it was such a new thing to add like rpg elements and storylines to a, a career mode it was fantastic mm. when it first started but you know whether it was through spike lee and his super dramatized storyline in 2k 14 or so 16 bad. or whatever it was and like forcing these like over-the-top personalities onto your player as whether it's i'm trying to remember let's if you go through there was the nicknames there, like the, I, the captain there's like yeah freak there's, there's like president the yeah Prez, yeah yeah that's right not captain um and then like orange juice there was the thing with michael b jordan like there's been a yeah. lot of different iterations and it, it's it's never i don't know it's there if you want it and now you can kind of skip dialogue which yeah. is, is a kind of a sign that a lot of people don't care. But, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Well, I, I genuinely think that, you know, it's as much as it's it's supposed to be grandiose and given that it's created by, I think, LeBron James's, you know, production company, it's yeah. supposed to be grandiose to a sense. Uh, to a sense. To, yeah, exactly. That was, he's got no acting talent whatsoever. But the... It is a little bit more believable because, you know, your agent who would normally is the most, you know, whack-jobbed, you know, yeah. weirdo ever, portrayed in this one by Thomas Middleditch, who is normally a huge nerd, is down-to-earth, he's genuine, and he genuinely cares about, 
you know, getting you into the NBA, mm. the whole story seems to center around the NBA draft and preparing for the draft combine. It's actual things that an NBA player coming through would have to deal with. Not, you know, not your best friend from Brooklyn that you, you went, you know, <laughs> years back at, dead in a car crash or something. It's yeah. <laughs> it's actually believable. It's realistic. It applies to the NBA setting. But, you know, there's, there's obviously cinematic, you know, emphasis put on it, which I think they always had to do. But... Yeah, I, I just genuinely felt the prologue this year was a, a much better alternative and it led quite nicely into the game itself. So Yeah, I think by staying out of your way a bit more than other years, it probably is the better way to do it. I, I feel like it was, it's always, like they, they kind of always try to grab these big names and they end up being a bit underwhelming because they don't have enough to do. Where it's like I- Idris Elba and um, what's her name? Beautiful. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. I love her. She didn't really seem to have much of a role. I mean, we're talking about we're, talk, we're critiquing a storyline here in a NBA game. So the fact that they have a story <laughs> at all, I guess, is something we should uh, applaud. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It just uh, it's kind of you just kind of trying, especially the way that it's intertwined with the gameplay, where it doesn't really set you free until that prologue's finished. Mm. So you just kind of, it kind of seems like you're trying to get it over with in that regard to me but you know it's a tough thing to pull off so i'll give him that yeah they, i feel like they've certainly improved on that sense but uh let's move into just actual gameplay at this mm. point because really that's the first sort of thing that i normally do when i start up a new nba 2k game um and and right off the bat um this was probably the area for me that i found the most sort of difference because for me immediately i found defending extremely difficult and i don't know whether that's me just adjusting to a new game or new controls but i found it almost impossible to just stay you know in front of a defender as i was being faced up and i get i yeah every time (laughs) i I absolutely smoked see the thing the thing was in in 2k19 when you came up against the defender and you really pushed up against them there was an animation where if they were dribbling, where they would almost stop. You were, you know, Mm. almost hit by a brick wall. Um, And that was, you know, a really interesting way to to put the clamp on, so to speak, and and really work, um, you know, a really sort of defensive-minded game plan. And now that's just gone out the window because I'm trying to put the clamp on, holding down this intensive defense button. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell just goes straight by me, easy layup or, you know, a dunk for two. And Do you have attributes on your perimeter defense skills though? I've got, you know, I've got a pretty decent interior defense attribute. Okay. But that's but that's not even my play. That's just players in general. Oh, sorry. Like, okay. So yeah. Saying, yeah, right. Like, it, it's, it's interesting to see how players can just breeze past. And I don't know whether they've tried to make it a little bit more difficult to allow for a more i guess accurate or realistic mm. you know game of basketball but it just felt weird yeah i think that with every year there's a bit of retooling that's done in how mm. players react and how you need to play the game and yeah as certainly as far as playing on offense there's so like it's a it's a game that's easy to pick up but really difficult to master and you only have to watch a couple tutorials online to see like oh like i'm doing 
a, t- a tenth of the, what yeah. I could potentially be doing to scratching the surface, yeah, to, to make the most of of the dribble moves, especially and ways to break down a defender and like exploits in like the like look you're looking at like you press the left stick up and the right stick down at the same time but only when the ball has come up to like the waist and that's when in the you quarter get, like, circle a, of the you, defense yeah. that's when you get like a little turbo boost and it's yeah. like oh man like, i'm just playing the game pressing buttons i'm literally holding l1 for the pick and roll almost every time but <laughs> yeah I, they're doing kind of, what it's, kind of like a, it's almost like a fighting game like a tekken or something where you can come in and mash buttons but if you really want to become a master it's going to take a long time and it will become second nature eventually if you do take the time to to learn those moves and you know learn how to do a euro step and hit the floater and all these moves that are there if you want them but it it might be the case i guess my point is coming around to it is that defensively there's a new style that we're i guess still figuring out yeah and i think that's that's always going to happen for um you know adjusting to a new game and and like you sort of said i I feel like certain things had been sort of tightened or or adjusted you know um the the dribble moves and facing up against an opponent i felt got a bit of a uh, a tweak so you can actually sort of combine moves together which i think is is great if you can get a player like Kyrie irving or or steph curry who's got the ball handles but for someone like me who doesn't have you know an 85 ball dribbling skill it's very much just a back and forth slow motion and i'll get the ball (laughs) stolen um and then even even just the the fundamentals things like three-point shots um i felt have become a lot harder um whether that's a good thing or a more realistic thing it's hard to say um but i feel like you've really got to work to find that open space and really sort of work a defense now to to get those buckets and whether that means it's they're looking to go for more of a, a realistic simulation of an NBA game or not, it's hard to say. But yeah, there's definitely um, some tweaks have been made and it might take me a little while to uh, to get adjusted to them. Yeah, definitely. I think unless you have all the badges for deep shooting and like negating your defender's closeout, you probably shouldn't be hitting like 10 three-pointers a game which you could do in other, you know, in other versions of 2K. So I think that it makes sense. Like I've got a um, kind of a mid-range to, to three-point yeah. shot-creating yeah. Uh, point guard. I uh, do too. Build. So <laughs> play, a playmaking shot creator, whatever it's called. And that's kind of my game is, is trying to, to break guys off the dribble and, and hit mid-range or, or come off pick and rolls. But I found that, yeah, at the start, it was a lot easier to just go in and, and hit a layup than to hit those mid-range shots without even really investing skill points into to layup and, and close shots. So the, the mid-range game, you do really have to either lose your defender completely or work on those badges. And that's prob- it's probably a good time to talk about the my career uh, attribute system, the skill point system. Yeah, yeah, because you were quite big on this a couple of days ago you were really keen on how you're able to um select badges for yourself that can really define or improve your um your attributes and then take them away and put them somewhere else if necessary um so you're yeah. able to sort of you know readjust your playing style on the fly which i guess they haven't really done in a while before but it really adds a new um element to the evolution of your my player it does it does and I was saying it's it's kind of, kind of feels like a very un two K 
thing to do to allow you to, yeah. to, to respec your badges yes. completely. Yeah. It's in that it's just very player friendly. Like you don't have to pay VC to do it or anything. So it's fantastic. I really applaud that move because, you know, it's a huge investment to spend a, a badge. And if you put it on something that doesn't work the way you think it's going to work or it's not as efficient as you think it might be, for example, like I've, I've tried like quick release and uh, badges that, uh like one badge that i thought reduced the impacts of like like the negative effects of a bad release it also negated effects of of a good release or like the, i can't remember exactly what it was but it, they had, it had a negative effect as well and i didn't realize when i picked it so to be able to take those badges away and invest them somewhere else and maybe you take a bronze to a gold or to a hall of fame badge because yeah. that's one that you really like. I love that they've allowed us to do that. And even just the thing of being able to pick a badge, whereas before it was a, it was earned through gameplay and mm. it was something that's, you know, a lot harder. Like, for example, if you want to get a pickpocket badge by getting heaps of steals, but without that badge, it's harder to get the steal. So now you can put the badge there and you're naturally better at it without having to grind it out over a long period of time. I think that that's a definite improvement. I think that if we're just talking about the attributes in general, it feels like it's a lot quicker to level up your overall rating. For example, I'm, I think, an 84 overall now. And last year in 2K19, I think I was around 85 when I stopped playing the game altogether after maybe a month or so. So it feels like that's been a lot quicker to, to grind out, but the effectiveness of being that that level probably isn't as significant as it was last year. I think you really need to add all these badges to be more effective in the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I applaud them for, like you said, adding those, those badges in, but uh, the way that they've tweaked it means that, you know, you might be an 83 or an 84, but yet you're still getting, torched by you know certain players and that's when you've really got to consider what badges you've got in so mm. it's a very interesting sort of you, you sort of touched on it as well previously like an, an almost an rpg element to the game um which i think is very cool a um, couple things I, I wanted to mention that were unrelated um two things um the match graphics and the match presentation um i think looks 10 times better this year i think You're it's such it, a soccer fan I'm, matches. I, they are they are a basketball match, Jono. <laughs> That's what they're called. Have some respect. But um, yeah, the the graphics that they've got for this year look very sleek, very um, very fancy, I should say. And and having that sort of major commentary team sort of rotate um, mm. around sort of occasional games is is very fun. Like yeah. I know that I I go to games in Philadelphia and I'll get uh, your favorite podcaster, Bill Simmons. Oh, um, really. Yes, yeah, he appears as a guest commentator for some games and um, okay. I might go to a Lakers game and I'll get Kobe Bryant. I might go to a Timberwolves game and I'll get Kevin Garnett. So the fact that they're able to sort of rotate around with this you know, unique um, mm. pairing or trio of, uh, of commentators, so to speak, which they did in, in last year's game as well, I'm really happy that they decided to continue with that. Um, it just makes it a really like um, realistic and, and sort of... Um, solid experience almost like you're just watching an nba game on, yeah, on espn cool. um 
And the second thing is, of course, the addition of the WNBA. Um, I'm not sure how often you've played with WNBA teams, but... I haven't yet. It's it's an interesting experience. Um, obviously, uh, with the, the women in the league being, you know, a little bit smaller and a little bit more sort of agile, it, it creates a, a new way to play um, a 2K game. You've really got to think about how you space the floor and um, how you get past your defender because the girls are so quick and agile that they're able to shoot a lot more and they're able to you know, provide faster layup opportunities. So it's an interesting addition, uh, yeah, but I think, cool. it's, I think it's actually a really nice one um, because I think that they'd been waiting for that sort of opportunity for a while. I think they did have it in, a, uh, in an NBA live uh, game, but I mean, who plays that anymore? <laughs> uh, they haven't put one out for a while. They put one out last year. Oh, really? Yes, they did. <laughs> See? As far as I'm concerned, they haven't put one out for a while. It almost seems like it, they, yeah. They cancelled one of them a few They years did, ago. yes. And uh, yeah, we, we, will, uh, we will talk as little about that as possible. But um, one of the, the big areas that I tend to play quite a lot um, because I've got that weird manager mode vibe on the brain mm. far too often is the uh, the my career um option i mean my uh, my league well my my league and then my gm yeah, is right. is probably the, the, the way career. to they they tend to blur into themselves yeah. far too often it's hard to differentiate them at times but um i see i thought that was more than my player but that's that's just the actual player's name you see what i mean it's it's very yeah difficult. yeah i'm with you it's, it's changed but, a bit over the years but yeah <laughs> it has but uh the my GM mode has taken a, gr- a drastic overhaul um, and is really sort of playing on that RPG element that you had sort of discussed earlier. Does it have but, this? I haven't played it this year. Does it have this like the text story? That yes, last it does. Is it? Is it? Okay? Last year it was pretty cringe worthy. Is it? Still- uh, look- it's it's gotten a little bit of a rehaul. It's a lot of um, bad jokes. <laughs> uh, so, look, some of them are bad. Some of them. Uh, are not you know not too bad but at least it's giving you you know storylines and and things to to work on like i know last year when i played as the brooklyn nets they tried to move the team to seattle yeah um and stuff like that continues to happen in this game where you're either forced you know by the owner you know potential moves and you've got to you know deal with media and players and and sort of keep morale up with the team and um, but this time, the RPG elements and the XP elements really work into giving you more attributes or special features right. that might that might um, allow you to do more things with the team or guarantee you more training time or things like that. So it's it's an experience that's shaped purely by you, and I think that's a very good thing because mm. the GM modes have to be as you know unique as possible, or else they essentially become my league which is you know it's a lot of fun but it's it's essentially just a watered down version of the same thing you just don't get any sort of storyline or you know yeah. which is interest fine. in it like I, I think i almost prefer that by this point um just being like it, i find that when i play my gm i don't feel compelled to play the actual games it's more like i'm just gonna simulate <laughs> and see what happens much like me, I, I assume you're the, the sort of person who goes straight to the trades and spends about 45 oh, minutes yeah. trying to see who they'll get for each particular player or a combo. Man, you really can game the system. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if, like, if you're I'm very- going to like, just see what people will give me for this 
one star player and as soon as someone offers me a two star player i'm going to take it and then i'm going to see if i can trade that two star player for a two and a half star player and then so you've to... basically just one red paper clipped the uh, the nba haven't you pretty much that's the way you go <laughs> you just have to wait for the um you know the, the contract to to kick in where they can be traded after a certain amount of days and off you go well basically i'm see the sort later. of person who uh who tends to uh, find any of the the big contracts in the team and see how much I can uh, reduce the <laughs> reduce the contract value uh, with another similarly priced player and, and get as much free cap as as I can and then just go ham in free agency and yeah. see what I can do. Get those expirings and then just go to town. Oh, that's always fun. Uh, but yeah, look, it's it's been certainly you know an interesting first week for the game obviously they've had a, a number of, of glitches and um, things to deal with they've obviously just brought out a pretty mm. considerable patch uh, for 1. pretty much 1.03 yeah. for all uh, major consoles fixing a number of uh, gameplay and just general um, playability issues I should say I mean, the one that I was really concerned about was the lack of a name on any <laughs> my player jerseys or graphics. Um, that was really riling you up. <laughs> look, it was it was a tough time for me. Um, you know how much I enjoy. It. Yeah, well, I did somehow. Support you know how much. Friends. Yeah, I was uh, I was holding on for dear life for a while there, John. I was uh, I needed some support, but um, I think the the way that they've been able to just patch it and realize what's been going on, uh, patching not only uh, game modes, but just gameplay in general has, I feel created a much more interesting and enjoyable experience for me. I know that I was finding, you know, if we did this review maybe, you know, four or five days ago, I would have, you know, probably not been as high on it as I am now, but really now that this game has come into the forefront, um, fixing errors, you know, left, right, and center, and also encouraging more people to to play game modes that they may not have played. Like, for example, I have now jumped quite a bit into my team, and that's probably the area that um, you well, I can't actually, do it. <laughs> you look, you have issues with my team for a very specific reason. What is that? Uh, I don't know. What is it? You tell me. Well, basically, you I were. Say? You were about to discuss the the large amount of uh, like vending machines and slot machines uh, yeah, in yeah. the my team uh, I was mode. To discuss that. Yeah, I've found it hard to get into my team because it's it's just um I think it's just a mode that's not built for what I want from an NBA game. Like not really having much choice over your players and like uh, there's just so there's so much depth to it that I don't really grasp it and the whole opening packs of cards and buying cards with virtual currency that's different from the main virtual currency and yeah (laughs) it's very much for me to get my head around and i just can't i just prefer to play other modes so i know that it's like people people this is the thing about 2k there's so much to do that when people complain about a casino being in the game which is not a great i don't think it's a great thing to have in there but it's there you can ignore it i've ignored it it doesn't affect me yeah and there's so many people that would never even see it or use it and if you don't want it there's so many other game modes to play like my team is something that it doesn't appeal to me but 
my my league is there my career is there the park's there there's people that only play park they don't play any of the storylines they don't care or they might just only play online as the miami heat or something against other people so if you've got a problem with one of the modes i just kind of don't care like play something else and that's why i don't complain really about my team because it's not for me but there's plenty of else plenty of other stuff in the game that is you know strong words there from mr john opec <laughs> Well, yeah, you know look, I mean? it's you know, I absolutely agree. I, I think, you know, the the absolute plethora of modes that they've been able to to bring into the game um is really a testament to what they've been able to do with the series in general. Um They could release each one of them separately if they <laughs> wanted to. Like there's that much in there. I, I, I can appreciate them doing um you know, an ultimate team sort of um equivalent like in the same way that fifa ultimate team had their sort of card based uh game and and really that sort of brings a new element to management and and uh i guess i was gonna say the microtransactions which i guess it kind of does but um there's there's new avenues to play the game like you were sort of saying you can go to the park you can go to the rec center you can play your normal nba games you can do manager pro-am. modes yeah. your pro-am and things like that which we still need to do Jono we need to get Brendan <laughs> and a couple of friends going we um, can play three on three now in pro-am which is a pretty I was talking to my brother Dan shout out to Dan friend of the show he's saying that that's one of the biggest improvements this year is that you can do three on three pro-am which means there's not as much like latency and, and lag and you don't have to wait as long for matchmaking so uh, yeah we'll definitely have to check that out yeah, we might have to make some uh, video content for the uh, 8-Bit YouTube channel. Uh, check that out in the future, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, we'll definitely be making some uh, sick dunks and, and well, Three here's, hoping, here's hoping, touch on wood. Um, but yeah, look, I think there's, there's a lot there for even just a casual fan. Like if, you, if you've only started watching basketball in the last couple of years and you, you just want something to, to fill the time, like you can get involved as little or as much as you want. And I think that's a testament to the series as a whole and a testament to what they've been able to do with the game. Because obviously like, you know, 10 years ago, this was a, it was very much just a a career mode and and that was it. And now it's like, it's become larger than life, you know? Um, And it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they can take it um, in the years to come. I haven't checked out the classic teams yet. Are they, are they all oh. back from previous years? Here's the thing. If uh, if you're a Spurs fan, there's no Manu Ginobili. But oh, no. other than that, they're all pretty solid. Um, no Manu. That's rough. I'll, he would have been on lots of teams too. Well, yeah, true. Um, he's a, an important player for the Spurs. But look, all I'll say is that the Phoenix Suns 0405 team is there. And I am untouchable when Steve Nash has the ball in his hands. All right, I'll see what I can do with uh, 2011 Bulls up, up to your... Oh, ho, ho, ho. Well, ladies and gentlemen, while we uh, boot up our PS4s to um, get that challenge underway, we will leave you there. But uh, of course, before we leave, we should give it a, a final rating. Uh, Jono, out of 10, what do you reckon? Oh, it's such a hard game to review because there's so much I haven't touched in it yet, but it's, I don't know, I'll give it an 8 or a 9. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm someone that when it comes to 2K, I tend to overlook the flaws because they, they're easy to ignore because I just want to enjoy the game. I don't want to be mad at it like so many people are. And I don't blame people for having issues 
with the game because there certainly have been things that uh, don't work as well as other things, whether it's park or whether it's, you know, yeah, mostly the park. People who <laughs> obsess over the park tend to be the people who have the most problems with how it works. And, and you know, the, the micro tracks and the micro transactions is something you have to acknowledge. You know, if you want to kit your player out with the sweetest gear, you have to choose between doing that and improving your skills. So it is a, a big requirement for you to either grind or spend money. And I choose to, to grind for the most part. So I think that is in the cons column, but it is unfortunately part of what makes multiplayer games work these days, I guess. So my long-winded version of a response, I'm going to give it a 8.5. <laughs> well, yeah, Mr. Peck with some uh, strong words there. Uh, let me just say, if I could buy goggles for my player, because I wear Horace Grant-style goggles when I play, I would be giving it a 10 out of 10. But I have you to get you, my... Sorry, you know you can. You have to get your rep level up. Uh, well, we've really... just got to play more games, don't well, we? Yeah, I, I, I figured out I'd have to play like 50 park games or cage games just to to get there. And, you know, I don't oh, know if you, i got you can, time for that. You can come play some uh, rec games with me. But, um, yeah, look, I feel the same way. Um, I think that had we have had this review maybe, you know, five or six days previously, I probably would have maybe even given it like a six, um, given how strongly i felt these issues were affecting the game not just the names on the jersey not just the jersey but (laughs) other issues throughout the game that and glitches and things that weren't um you know conducive to a a nice Mm. experience but now that they've fixed that and really you know shown consideration to it it's back it's back to the 2k that i know and love um and i i I definitely agree yeah around the eight and a half to nine mark for me i think they've added enough there to to keep that uh that series fresh and exciting and yeah look if if you'd been sort of hesitant um to pick this game up after it's sort of rather uh tumultuous release um i definitely recommend that you go pick it up now because it's definitely one of the uh biggest games um in the sporting market as well obviously with games like fifa and madden um, either released or releasing very soon um it's definitely going to be up there um and and possibly around a fair few kids christmas trees this year Mm. yeah i I just want to before we we wrap up oh yes i was just gonna say 2k does seem to be listening like two years ago there was the debacle of like having to use vc to change your haircut right and that was kind of the the lowest depths of kind of predatory microtransactioning and they fixed that like last year they joked about it they took that out of the game and i think this year they've improved that even more by allowing you to to respect the badges and stuff like that so i just feel like you know the pendulum swings and it, as as heavy as they went with vc a couple of years ago it's getting to a place where you can earn vc so much more easily um yeah and i think that that should be given a thumbs up and who knows like it i I feel like if people continue to to make their voices known and i know people that based on their problems with the microtransactions last year didn't buy the game this year but I, i think that eventually they'll get that balance to something that feels fair and that's really mm. what you want because i know we, we can't really 
you can't expect people to make games with no microtransactions. And I think it's important to talk about because that's been probably the biggest criticism. But I, I think just getting it to a, a, a place that feels fair is what we want. And if it's not this year, then it will be soon, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely promising for the uh, the franchise in general. And I think there's so much there that people can probably overlook the, the transaction part and, and uh, have a, a lot of fun with it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of another episode of Small Ball. Once again, we should give big thanks to Adam and the guys at 2K Australia for these copies of 2K20 that they have generously provided us. Thank you once again. Thank you. And uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at WeAre8Bit. You can also send any comments, queries, or complaints our way at hashtag HoopDreams. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Tilby. Jono, where can they follow you? Send the complaints to Matt, but you can send the love to me at Jono himself. Well, we can all grudge about the uh, the jersey glitch and uh, how it affected our lives. But uh, for me, Matt Tilby... Yeah, exactly. For me, Matt Tilby, and from my colleague, Jono Peck, it is goodbye for now. Take care. Keep dreaming.